Friends, Andy Jenkins with the Warrior Hope Podcast by Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. We are in episode number nine of season three. And as I say that, I'm wondering if I said that correctly or incorrectly in the previous episode. I, I, I don't I don't know. Okay, so here we go. In this episode, I want to continue talking about the idea of moral injury and refer you more to our documentary, Honoring the Code. Now, so often, we, we tick on this, and I, I believe it was episodes three and four of the season, about uh, combat changes people, war changes people. That was episode number three. And then also in episode number four, I brought on this idea that non-war changes people as well. I want to start off kind of like that, that duality in this episode, because I think that even though we've referred to some traumatic incidences from non-war situations, I want to kind of show you uh, moral injury again, uh, maybe from the non front lines. Now, uh, I'm going to lead you into a clip here. This is Ginger Branson. She is a retired lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Army. And uh, let me set up the scene here because I'm going to refer to this scene multiple times in this episode. Uh, She is uh, being filmed uh, by me and or Bob, the founder and executive director of Crosswinds, from our smartphones. We were doing a Songs of Hope event. Now, Songs of Hope is a fundraiser we do for Crosswinds. We've done that regularly where we'll have four or five veterans, four or five songwriters. The veterans share their story to the songwriters. The songwriters, they'll meet together and they record the song of their story, some significant part of what they've done uh, as a veteran, part of that story, something that they endured. And then we bring everybody together a couple weeks later, literally, they write the song like that day. And a couple weeks later, we bring them together we share the footage that we shot. We kind of edit it together to share that story in about four to five minutes. And then the songwriter plays the song. Uh, and then the audience votes with dollars. And, uh, you know, more dollars uh, amps it up. You can vote as often as you want. And because it's a fundraiser, we encourage people to vote multiple times. Okay. Um, so this is not like U.S. election rules. We, we encourage you to vote as many times as you want. And uh, then at that point, there's a winner. And of course, the money goes to veterans' causes to help serve other veterans. Now, Ginger and a songwriter, Leslie uh, Sadler, were up there. And they are sharing their story uh, together. Uh, We're filming on iPhones. So that's why the sound's going to go a little bit grainy here. And uh, she's going to talk about how she got into the Army. And then I'm going to take the conversation a little farther with you. Um, I, had, I was in college and ran out of money, mm-hmm. but I was working in the admitting office of a little hospital in Birmingham, and the administrator offered me a nursing scholarship. Oh, and he said, you get to be a nurse, and then you make enough money to do whatever you want to do. So that's what I did. At that time, I was married, had children, you know, so I said, i got to make this money. So I never could find a job that I really wanted that paid as much as nursing. Yeah, that's a But job. I hated it. Oh, you didn't want nursing? No. Oh. And so a good friend of mine's wife uh, became an Army recruiter, and she said, join the Army. She said, you'll love it. So I joined the Army, and I loved it. It was a whole lot of um, physical activity. It was a lot of uh, training, and it was a lot of military skills. Now, I, I want you to notice a couple things. 
Uh, no, notice that her perspective, she refers to that, was a little different when you're there and you're serving medically, not, not on the front line, but just kind of right off the front line. She's basically a mass unit is what she is. Now, remember, episode four, we talked about it doesn't have to be in battle to experience something that's life-changing. And then also, episode number two, and again, I'm not trying to diagnose Ginger with PTSD. Uh, Ginger's a great friend. She's been involved here in Birmingham with several of our groups, even uh, was in the pilot group uh, the, the where we kind of tested the disentangled. She saw the pre-published version of this in the slides and everything, been, been very helpful, been on the podcast multiple times. Just pointing out the idea that uh, trauma can occur. Uh, you don't have to be on the front line, can be anywhere. So episode four, episode two, about how all of that fits together. Now, now let's continue her story here. When you're medical, you see the wars, whether they're just in South America or Saudi Arabia, you see the wars from a whole different angle. Mm -hmm. One of our, um, Special Forces captains got shot during oh, wow. training exercises. They brought him there, and he died almost instantly oh, wow. once they got him there. Okay, so notice what happened. They, they had this beautiful moment when there is this moment of honor for uh, an officer who has been killed in a training incident. But, but then when... When they carried him out, we we did an honor line for him when they brought him out to take him to the ambulance, take him back to the airport to get him back home. But we were, oh man, we were just... You, you, you kind of missed some of it because you weren't there in person, but I remember when we were recording this, um, we, we were just kind of like flies on the wall. Ginger knew we were there, but there, there was just kind of this emotion with the gravity of, of that moment, and yet there was this confusion because we're there, we're, we're basically a MASH unit, uh, although that wasn't kind of their name, we, but we couldn't, we couldn't fix it. Uh, and she talks about this idea of bullets and Band-Aids, like we couldn't fix the bullet, we just had Band-Aids, even though they did traumatic surgery and other things, like they just couldn't solve it. Now, no, notice this. Because we weren't there, to take care of a wounded soldier. We were there for, you know, band-aids. You know, bullets and band-aids, well, we had the band-aids. <laughs> and then our band-aids didn't help the bullet. Let me bring you back to a gentleman you've heard from before, Sergeant Major Bryant, uh, training people for war and training people how to fire a gun. But how do you deal with the results of what happens when that gun is fired? The training that they had received prior to something which they had more of it. Or specifically, I wish I had taken a little bit more seriously, especially when it came to issues like the protective mass. The general normal things, you know, how to fire their weapon, that was normal and they felt a lot of confidence with that. But I guess the mere fact that, wow, you know, I may have to shoot somebody. The film came out honoring the code. Uh, you saw the trailer at the end of the previous episode. A link is down in the show notes where you can watch that. When we came out with the film and we're talking about this idea, uh, Jeremiah Davis, you've heard of him before. He was the one who talked about uh, burning human feces. They don't, they don't have to do that and get rid of it, bury it, and all those kinds of things uh, when they were 
deployed. Uh, he is the one that we talked about having to um, literally sleep in their graves or dig holes, and they would kind of sleep in those to have fire from the cover, or if something happened to them, they could just be buried uh, the next day, and then getting home and then sleeping on, on the ground, on the floor, not sleeping in the bed, but he was just so used to sleeping on a hard surface. Um, now, after watching the film, here is some of what he said about the film, literally at the premiere, walking out of the premiere. After watching the film, you know, it really makes you think, you know, I just fell in line in the system with, with the PTSD. And after watching the film, you're like, wow, these problems really go in depth in, in really specific areas that, that, that aren't helped with. Um, and moral injury uh, is, is one of them. Uh, it's, it's not something that's really often or even talked about a lot. You know, it's uh, like discussed in the video, it's, it's, you've got all these problems and they've got their thumb right here. You know, and it's, it's really leaving everything else out in the open left to be treated um, and, and to, to, to be helped. Now, let me take you, <laughs> I feel like I'm bouncing you all over the place. Uh, I promise you this is all going somewhere. We're kind of adding all the layers together to where we can understand this. I'm going to take you back to Ginger and the Songs of Hope recording there with Leslie. Um, here it is where you've seen the gun side with two previous gentlemen right here. Get this quote out of, out of this clip that's coming up. War has many fronts. Not all of them have guns. Here's here's Leslie as they write the song. I was trying to think, like describing that a little bit about that little hospital and this of where as many fronts, not all of them have guns. And I was standing on the line, you know. Uh, so it said, war has many fronts, not all of them have guns. And I was standing on the line where they were dying for someone, just to show a little kindness. Just to show them that they cared, just to show them that they, to show a little kindness. That's what you were doing to the locals, right? You were, yeah. you were ministering to them. We were ministering to show a little kindness. We were angels. And catch this next line about being angels in fatigues. Angels in fatigues. We were angels. Oh gosh. Angels and chemical options. <laughs> the ones you never see. We were, we were, yeah, we were, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, we were fighting battles, the ones you never see. Hmm. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. I like that story about this girl because it made such an impression on you, and it wasn't in a big, you know, it wasn't a desert storm on the sand. It was in this jungle, far away, tucked away in this moment. But it, it's made such an impact on your life. It did. For so long. Okay, now let's let's continue putting the ideas together here. Um, the story shifted. They, they were talking here, I, I remember, about, it seemed like this big trauma, guns and bullets and Band-Aids. And then I, th I thought they were going to kind of take that angle on their story. And then it kind of went in a different direction. And Leslie started explaining because there was this one thing that stood out. So I'm, I'm going to let her play here a little bit and talk and dialogue so we can kind of pull together the mood of everything. War has many fronts. Not all of them have guns. 
I'm standing on the line with a for something Just to show a little kindness We were angels in fatigues Yeah, we were fighting battles The kind you never see And she said there was this one time And when she said that, Bob, I knew that's the one and um, she related a story about a young woman in, in Paraguay that she was um, that had come up into their camp where the nurses were and needed something desperately and couldn't speak to them. And this young woman, of course, the the big big crux of the whole story is that this young woman walked 20 miles one way to get a toothbrush, and then when she got there, there weren't any, and so she was devastated. And Ginger was saying, you know, to people in that part of the world that are so desperate for something as tiny as that to be so, um, it just tore the nurses up, particularly Ginger, because um, they realized they had one in their in their pack, you know, and um, they easily met her need. Once they knew what it was, they met her need, and they pulled together like soldiers do and, and helped that young woman. But Now, I, I want you to notice this. The overwhelming thing that they locked on was the toothbrush. So in the same way that traumatic events outside around us, external responses uh, to stimuli affect us all differently. Here's what I'm saying, like kind of this morality of stuff that overwhelms us. You think we're around bullets, we're around injury, we're around death, we're around you know the beautiful moment that they had where this uh, officer dies in a training incident and, and they all just make this honor parade for him uh, as ginger said earlier yet the moment that they choose to land on the song it has to do with the toothbrush what an impact it made on her of how blessed we are in america to have just the basic necessities of life that in some countries not that far from us really that that is a luxury i think just finding the heart of heart of a story and and how it's going to impact other people. Making it personal for the listener is a really is a fun uh, thing to to work on as you're writing a song to make sure that it's attainable that any listener can listen to it and put themselves in that place. Um, the title is "I Cried Too" because uh, Ginger said that. She said when I saw her crying, I cried too, and I wrote it down real quick and I said, "Can we use that as the title?" And she said, "Yes." And um, that's the way I like to write songs. I, I hardly ever approach a song with a title. I start at the first line and just see what falls out, what God has in store. And I felt like that was the title the minute Ginger said it. I'm going to take you back to General Mukiyama, a fantastic guy. Again, another guy that I know personally. Bob knows him extremely well. Um, well you met him in the previous episode. He's going to introduce himself a little bit right here. Uh, notice what he says, and then we're going to take it farther. My name is Jim Mukoyama. I'm a retired Major General of the United States Army and presently the President and CEO of Military Outreach USA. The film Honoring the Code is extremely powerful. You will hear stories, personal accounts from veterans who have dealt with moral injury and are still dealing with it. It's important for us to understand what they're going through. We're going to continue on, and then you're going to hear, uh, I'm going to give you another name of another voice, particularly if you're listening, uh, Corporal Joseph Pasternak. He's Army retired. Um, listen here. The film, Honoring the Code, has the potential 
to address one of the major problems among our military community, which is the suicide rate. The best and easiest way out was just to kill myself. That's the best way. This film is one of the most powerful documentaries that I've seen to educate people about moral injury. Our public is not really aware of the subject and they really need the information, especially from those who have personally experienced it. Let's go back here to Jeremiah Davis. Again, you're familiar with him. Uh, we've, we've talked about PTSD and talked about other responses to uh, other issues in, in other episodes. You know, he, again, he brought up the burning waste, the sleeping in their coffins, the uh, going on days without any outside contact. But again, notice what he says here about honoring the code. This is another clip from him, just his response, initial reaction to the film. You know, the, the, the guilt, uh, sometimes shame. Um, sure. For, for spiritual forgiveness is, is a really big one. Um, that one, that one, that one kind of hit me here. Um, and uh, I could really, really relate. This film, helps put into words what I couldn't. And it can help families understand a little better what is going through my mind and, and what I can't say because the words just aren't there. Um, it, and, it, it, and it not only does it help the family, but it helps, helps me and it helps other veterans realize we're not the only ones out there. You know, there are others out there if we can collectively reach out to each other, we can help each other. We can lower this number of 22 a day to hopefully to where it's none. Okay, notice the words he said there. Uh, guilt, uh, that's probably more like moral injury, not PTSD. You can have both of these. You can have one or the other. Again, right arm can be broken or the left arm can be broken or both arms can be broken, but you got to treat the one or deal with the one that's actually broken, not this one's broken, but I treat that one. It, you know, it, it'll be ineffective. It'll slow you down, but it'll, it'll be ineffective. Uh, let me let you hear what Colonel John Reitzel says. Again, you've met him before and he'll be back up again. Uh, notice how he explains. This film combines uh, uh, PhDs, MDs, uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, uh, VA counselors, uh, soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines that are in a state of uh, moral injury. And, and the importance of that and the importance of understanding what moral injury is, the violation of your own of your own uh, uh, inbred uh, values, it, it, combat causes you to do that. Then I want you to hear Sergeant Chad Brennan. He is Army retired. That's probably one of the hardest things to, to communicate to people that have never been in the military is what it's like. So having having those stories and hearing those stories and and understanding the impact to veterans and the experience that they've gone through it would definitely benefit uh, family members to to see that and understand uh, a lot of times it's easier to 
maybe talk to a camera or somebody that you know or you know former veteran or even you know family members and friends that were veterans you can connect with them and discuss some of those things in ways that you can't talk to your wife about maybe because he or she may, may not understand because they've never experienced it. A friend of mine uh, that I want you to listen to, this is Matt Bain. Uh, now, he was featured in our film Honoring the Code as well. Uh, Matt says this, is that so often we feel like our stories are unique. Um, but when he's watching Honoring the Code, what, he's, what he realizes is so many of these stories, they're, they're the same. Okay, so there's different details. They happen in different ways, but there's a, really this common thread. You know, we like to think our stories are unique or this happened to me and it's never happened to anyone else. But what, what I want to say to you here is your story is not that unique. Now, that's not to take anything away from your story. It's not to diminish your story at all. It's just saying there are certain things that are common to so many of us, and we can really meet on that common ground. Notice how he puts this. Throughout the movie, it keeps on... Uh, you know, coming back to the same, it's almost like every story is different, but every story is the same. And uh, the movie really brings up a lot of information about, you know, how some people were struggling and then came back to, you know, their faith. Now, uh, the voice you're going to hear if you're listening online and streaming audio, this is Colonel John Reitzel again. And this film is so compelling, and it really gives you an idea of what it is, how it works, this moral injury thing, and what to do about it. And I'm uh, so proud to be a part of it. Finally, as we close out this episode, before we roll into the trailer, I want you to hear someone that uh, you, you probably will not recognize this voice unless you birthed a baby in Birmingham uh, at St. Vincent's Hospital uh, and did that probably, I'm not sure how long this gentleman's been retired. Uh, if you did birth at St. Vincent's, uh, your baby was likely born in a building named after, uh, probably at the Henderson Walton building. Uh, Walton, <laughs> this is Phil Walton of that building. Uh, Phil Walton is uh, a board member of Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture, has been a board member in the past, uh, and he was at the premiere with his wife uh, of Honoring the Code. I want you to hear what he says here, and, and then I want you to hear what his wife says. Well, as I was watching the film, I was watching around the room. It was intense. No one got up and left. You could have heard a pin drop. Everyone was glued to that film. I think it related to every person there. It was really very well done. Well, excellent, good. Okay, a, a lot of points tonight about um, just that um, that PTSD and the moral injury being separated from itself. Do you do you feel like that just really jumped out and, and, and hit home tonight? I'll respond to that if you. Sure, absolutely. Okay. As we were leaving, a veteran was sitting by me, and he was behind me, coming down the steps, and the uh, young man behind him said, "What did you think about it?" He said, I've not heard that term before. And he said, it, it really struck home. And I thought, that makes it all worth it. So. Well, and I thought the film did a great job in differentiating the two, because yes. they are different, but yet they overlap. So I thought the film did a great job with that. Uh, the thing I really liked about the film was it didn't leave you hanging as to what the answer was. The answer was forgiveness, forgiveness through the love of Christ. And God provides that just simply by asking for forgiveness. And so that's what I really like is that an answer and a solution was given to everyone who has that problem. Oh, 
so that was Dr. Walton. Here is Miss Mrs. Walton. Well, I think it also showed the uh, lack of information that people that probably need to see this, the lack of information they have, like ministers, churches, people that could point veterans in the right direction. And if they see this, then I think they'll feel like they have an, uh, a vehicle for, for getting people in the right direction that need to be there. As we close out, I'm going to roll you again into the trailer. Again, I'm Andy Jenkins. This is the Warrior Hope Podcast with Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. In the show notes below, you're going to find all the books that I've referenced, as well as each of our documentaries that you can stream absolutely free. In the next episode, episode number 10, I've got the notes here, we are going to talk about what is the cure for moral injury. Now, Dr. Walton referenced that a little bit in his conversation there uh, just a moment as we caught him coming out of the premiere. We're going to take a whole episode to talk a little bit more about that. Right now, let me roll you into the trailer. I will see you in the next episode. I've been told I got PTSD, but I don't. I have moral injury. The moral injury questions come up and they start to feel even worse. And they don't know why because they've been treated for PTSD or they've been, you know, they, they feel like they should be okay and they're not. Every day of my life, I've been taught that thou shalt not kill. I am a guardian of freedom and the American way of life. I am an American soldier. That something had happened to me Something had hardened my heart. I was treating them like bumps on a log. And what I was really asking was, what's my family going to think? What's my wife going to think? What are my kids going to think about what I'm doing? And I got mad at God. I got angry. And I st- If you don't help me find something bigger than me to live for, I'm going to come see you. They're under the water. We can't get them. We think there's nine people and they're drowning. But yet, two human beings thought enough of me to put their life at risk to save me. Life is precious. And there's nothing that you have done will change that. All kind of physical, mental pain You want to do something, but you're all jumbled up inside. You can't get it out. You're numb. I would say probably the largest effect was on my family. I realized there was something more was going on in me than just inside my head. The best and easiest way out was just to kill myself. That's the best way. And I saw that profoundly in the lives of these other veterans who, through forgiveness, in Christ were able to loosen their grip on all these toxic emotions and gain newfound freedom. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. 
God has forgiven you. And that was the turning point. He never wanted to kill himself again. You've already fought one battle and you're fighting another. You won one already, so win this one too. Find a web and get in it. Because I don't want to lose you.